Welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Beyer, and I'll be your host. Today we are in for a triple threat. I have three special guests, Virginia Nussie, Mindy Weinstein, and Christy Kellogg. At the time, they all worked for Bruce Clay, an agency that specializes in SEO. In this episode, I catch up with Christy, Mindy, and Virginia, and we talk about social media optimization and search engine optimization and what in the world that has to do with public relations and social media management. That's a mouthful, I know, but I think this is one of the most valuable episodes that I've ever recorded because it is something that everybody can take away from. We talk about all the different ways to optimize your content using keywords and hashtags as an example, so that you can get more exposure and more reach in Google, Facebook, or any type of platform that you're working on, including podcasts. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it with the three of them. Namaste. Okay, so we're on week 10 of social media management, and for some reason I can't get my video working for today's Hangout, but we have um, we have the Bruce Clay content team. We have Virginia Nussi. Hi, Virginia. Hey, Lisa and class. We have Mindy Weinstein. Hi, hi Mindy. Hi, everybody. SEO hey, manager. And we have Christy Kellogg. Hi, Christy. Hi, Lisa. Okay, awesome. Thanks, all of you, for joining us. And so today we're going over, I wanted to get some tips on SEO and social media optimization writing. We're focusing on writing for social media. Um, but I wanted to talk to the Bruce Clay team because they have um, the expertise in search engine optimization, which the same principles can also be applied to social media optimization and social media writing. So I don't know who wants to start. I'm just going to kind of throw it out there. But can you just kind of go over, well, how about if each one of you just tell us a little bit about what you do um, on a day-to-day -day basis and a little bit about your background. Why don't we start with you, Christy? Um, sure. Um, so I was a journalist, and I'm still a journalist. And at Bruce Clay, Inc., I write a lot of articles on SEO best practices and social media best practices. And then um, I also write content for clients um, with SEO in mind. And we have a lot of great clients and get to write about a lot of interesting things. And then um, all the writers work on the social media initiatives, and we manage our campaigns across platforms and just always try to get people engaged. And it's really awesome. Great. How about you, Mindy? Well, I am the SEO manager, so my job at Bruce Clay, I actually manage the very technical team. So um, while I do some content here and there, you know, I do blog occasionally, um, my focus is really more on the SEO technical side. But before joining Bruce Clay, uh, I was very heavily into content for many years, and so I managed a team of about 40 writers. I taught a lot on SEO copywriting because it is a tricky subject. It's a great subject, but um, I have lots of experience on it. Great. And Virginia? Um, as the content manager at Bruce Clay, Inc., I'm kind of keeping uh, a lot of hats on my making sure my boss's content projects for the internal content that we have uh, get done. And we have a bunch of publications, like a blog, a newsletter, um, 
I manage the company voice across our social media um, and uh, make sure that the client content that we provide kind of meets our SEO standards as well. And then um, Lisa and I work together on some of the bigger strategy pieces for making sure the brand is getting visibility um, with you know, mainstream press and also um, within our industry. Great. Thanks, Virginia. So we're talking about search engine optimization and then social media optimization. So search came before social. Can, um, can you explain the basics um, when it comes to SEO, search engine optimization, and how it relates to, let's say, blog writing, because that's what's most relative in social media and optimization? Who wants to go first? <laughs> yeah, I'll go first. Okay. So um, just explaining search engine optimization, and I think it's one of those things, we throw that term out there a lot, but most people don't understand what it is. They don't understand how, when you go to Google and you do a search, why, you, why do you see those certain websites? And a lot of times it has to do with search engine optimization. So I'm going to relate to it in terms of content. So when you write a blog or you write a page of content for a website, you have to do certain things to optimize it, it's what's called. So you put, if it's a word, if it's about, let me throw out an example, let's say it's a page about surfboards. Well, you want the search engines to know that page is about surfboards because you want to show up. If someone goes to Google and they search surfboards. So you do certain things, there's stuff called um, meta tags, like you have your title, you have a description, you have a keywords tag, and you make sure that you mention that word in there. And then when you create your content, your body content, so let's say it's the blog itself, you want to make sure that you do mention that word. And you do it in a way that it's natural for someone who's reading it, and it's also understandable to the search engines. So there's no question that you're writing about surfboards. You know this page is all about surfboards. And so, I mean, that's it in a very simplistic um, definition, and that's more of the on-page SEO, really. So when you're writing about a certain topic, um, there could be other competitors that are writing about that same topic. So how do you really stand out against your competition if everybody's talking, your, all of your competition is talking, let's say, about surfboards? That's a really good question. So um, one way that you would tackle that is first you'd want to see, you know, who is already, if you go to Google and you search for surfboards, who's already showing up for that? So you might take a look at the first five pages that are showing up in the search results and see, okay, well, how did they structure their content? You know, what's the take that they had? And you can learn a little bit more because you do want to know about your competition because you want to do it better. You want to write better than they are, and you also want to make sure, again, that you're seen as an expert um, in the eyes of Google and Bing. It's a habit of saying Google, but there is Bing, which is huge, and Yahoo and some others too. But um, you definitely have to look, take a look at uh, the competition because those are the ones that you're trying to get above in search results. So I think um, it's changed, I know it's changed over the past several years when it comes to SEO. And it used to be that if you were specializing in SEO, you, you didn't necessarily, necessarily have to be a good writer. And now, right now, we're talking to the class of social media management, and they're in the College of Journalism. They're already natural-born you know, expert writers. Um, so if you're an expert writer, how easy is it to also optimize? I think you're probably at an advantage, and I think mm -hmm. that um, expert, uh, the quality of your writing is a big factor now, where um, Google is able to somehow, with its magic robots, figure out mm -hmm. if uh, writing is, you know, grammatically correct, 
um, if if the this the how advanced the language is, um, and that's actually ranking factors. Um, there's a little uh, way to remember what Google values, and that's EAT, and that's expertise, authority, and trust. So high quality writing conveys expertise and trust signals for sure, because um, yeah, yeah, obviously, the better the writer, then that's a trust signal of, of their uh, understanding of the topic. Because it seemed like, um, you know, to have a programmer actually writing your copy for, let's say, your your, your technical copy or your meta tags and titles versus um, today, the writers need to be involved in that. And when it comes to a blog, you know, not handing off your optimization, the technical part of your optimization to somebody that isn't a writer, um, it just seems like being a writer first and then knowing SEO is is really the way to go moving forward. I would absolutely agree with that, that, and just what Virginia said too, I mean, things have changed. I remember when I first got into writing um, content for websites, the things that we were taught back then, it just amazes me because it, they don't apply today. It is a matter of being a good writer, so that is step one, by far, be a good writer, have high quality, because while we're talking about search engine optimization, you know, the goal is to show up in search results so someone clicks on your website and they go to your blog but you have to remember that that person is a person. So you want to make sure that they get high quality content, content that speaks directly to them. So if you have a programmer who is doing your titles or your description or they're going through and tweaking the content, you know, you lose some of that feel. Because as a writer, you know who your reader is. You take that time to do that research. You think about them as you're writing and that comes through even you know when someone's looking reading on their phone or reading on their desktop so that is a huge thing and one thing I want to add too, you know some of these meta tags that I was talking about like a title and description that's what shows up in search results so when you do a search on Google and you see that blue underlined line and you see the little description underneath it that's where those come from generally speaking unless Google sometimes they do little auto snippets but that's your first chance to convert someone to get them to read your content. So it has to be very well written, very catchy, and uh, again, get them to actually click on you. So from a public relations standpoint, and we want to get into the examples here on social media as well, but just, um, just to talk about from a public relations standpoint, um, writing public relations content, for example, press releases or articles um, on a website or um, let's say frequently asked questions. So from a PR standpoint, um, that's a way to being, being versed in search engine optimization can actually um, help increase publicity and visibility. Is that right? Oh yeah, I, I agree. Um, I guess there's an interesting tool that I would just throw out there right now if you go to SEO mofo seomofo.com <laughs> and uh, there's a rich snippet tester so if you wanna see how your title and description is gonna show up in the search result and like um, then you can use this testing tool because there's like some I don't know technical stuff I think that obviously we're balancing technical and um, catchiness in everything we do um, to your earlier question Lisa about you know I, I would start with good writing and then add these technical uh, 
tips and guidelines to that because um, I think that for most people, except for maybe like creative writers or something who, who doesn't want to think technical at all, but um, for most people this stuff is super uh, adaptable and um, what you do when you have your catchy title, then you just throw on top of that some optimization, some basic best practices stuff and, and then you'll, and then when you use some tools to see how people will see that in things like search, then you're, you're kind of bring it all together to like what it's like in, in real life and, and why would somebody want to click on that. Okay, awesome. And so just moving into now social media and social media optimization, Christy, you're an expert at this and you're an awesome writer. So people aren't just necessarily searching in Google. They're also searching within the social networks like LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook. So how important is it to make sure that your search and your social media messaging is optimized? And can you give us some examples of optimizing with, for social media? Sure. Um, so it's 100% important. Um, I see a lot of brands um, tweeting things and they're good tweets but they don't utilize hashtags or they don't utilize the the person they're talking about their Twitter handle and every time you fail to use a hashtag or you fail to um, tag someone you're missing valuable opportunities to get your message seen by more people so that's one thing to just always be mindful of hashtags and then what people are actually using in a hashtag um, for example with SMX um, I saw during the last, or so SMX for the students who don't know is Search Marketing Expo and this conference that happens several times a year and it's really popular and so people started using like hashtag SMX, SMX advanced let's say but no one was searching for that like what people are using is hashtag SMX so you have to be aware of like what people are actually using and searching for and then use it and not just go and make up your own hashtags that no one's going to be looking at so that's one way to um, get seen on social media and like talking about like keywords um, like if you're on LinkedIn and your students go off into the world to like you know get a job um, they need to think about what will employers be searching for what words match what I am and what I do and then be really mindful and put that in their description and you know use rich media on LinkedIn especially if you're a writer you can link to every article you've written just by putting in a URL and if you're a student and you have a blog you can put those URLs in or you can put your papers up on a blog or link to your student articles there's so many opportunities and then you want to tag um, the you can tag your skills like think what people will be searching for like don't tag like you know I can do cashiering if you're trying to be a journalist like even if you you just have to be mindful of what you're putting on your LinkedIn and what you're putting on Twitter. And even on Twitter in your like description of yourself, there should be hashtags there. Like hashtags are amazing. Okay, awesome. And Mindy, I have a question for you when it comes to social media and search engines. So the class is social media management and um, can you give us some examples of how having a social media profile for your brand, whether it's your personal brand or a business brand, how using the right keywords can help influence then the search results for that brand name. For example, Mindy Weinstein or Lisa Beyer, somebody searching for us, um, or uh, the brand Bruce Clay. So can you give us some examples of how, as a social media manager, you can help influence positive search results? 
Right. Well, one, like you said, I mean, you want to make sure that you have a business profile set up on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on all of those. Because if you are searching um, on Google, I mean, those pages will show up. So that's one thing. So if someone does search your name, they search your brand, you want them to find your website, you want them to find your um, social media profile, you want them to see all that. You Basically, you want to own that first page of search results. Now, there's been a lot of talk about... Um, social they're called social signals and how that impacts sites showing up in search results which is getting a little technical but basically it is meaning if you have a social pre presence you are tweeting you are on Facebook you are doing all these things you know can that impact how you show up in search results and so um, a lot of the head guys at um, the search engines like Bing and Google have talked about that they want social signals to become even more important of a factor. So we refer to that as buzz. It's buzz. You know, people are talking about you, which is definitely what you want to do is as you graduate and you either go out on your own or you go work for another company, you want to establish the company as an expert. And if you're an expert, people should be talking about you. And that's a lot of where social media comes into play. So there's a lot of different ways that can go with it, but I think that's really the best way to describe it. Okay. And so there's also these terms that are thrown around white hat SEO, black hat SEO. Can you describe the basics of what that means? Yeah, yes. Um, and it's funny because I throw those terms out there so much and then I get in like the everyday world and when I use them I always get blank stares of white hat what? White hat SEO. But white hat SEO basically means like think of white hat, black hat. White hat's the good guys, black hat's the guys that are, you know, they're being a little deceptive. So white hat SEO is basically doing the things that that meet the search engine guidelines. So things that are okay with the search engines, um, you focus on earning rankings, meaning you're producing good content, you're doing some of the optimization that we talked about. You know, there's some technical aspects, but they're all things that are completely fine with the search engines. Then there's something called black hat SEO, and that's really looking for holes that you can exploit to try to show up higher in search engine rankings. And um, one of the big things right now that has just so much um, awareness, I guess I should say, is something called paid links. So without getting too much into what that is, basically companies would go out there and instead of trying to earn attention or, or get people to link to their websites because they're worthy of it and they have great websites, because that's actually a factor in the uh, search algorithm, they would go out there and buy those links. And so that's something that's black hat. It's not good. Um, people get penalized for that. There's also, I mean, the list of black hat is pretty, pretty um, long. But you think black hat, think exploiting holes, white hat, think earning, and that pretty much sums it up. Okay, great. Thank you so much for today. So I just want to go to each one of you, and if you can each recommend um, a blog or a resource to follow to keep up with the different um, best practices and trends in SEO and SMO. Christy, we'll start with you. Um, there are so many, and I'm sure I'm going to say them that you guys are going to say too, but like Search Engine Land and Search Engine Journal, and you can, um, you know, get emailed the search cap from those sites, and, and that has a roundup of all the great news. And then obviously our Bruce Clay blog and our SEO newsletter are awesome, and I'll just leave it at that so you guys can be things too. Okay, great. Mindy? Okay, well... Christie's list for sure and then I would add to that search engine watch is another great one but another thing that I've started doing is I've joined a lot of LinkedIn groups so I can just see what people are talking about so a lot of people will post articles in there or they'll post things that they found out so you can even go to LinkedIn search some groups like digital marketing 
search engine optimization, social media, and see what comes up. And joining those is a great resource too. Perfect, Virginia. Um, yeah, same same stories. I guess I would just add that I got my uh, journalism degree in 2008, and at the time it was kind of like this newspaper. The newspaper is dead. Like that's what everybody was talking about. So I had some trouble finding a job, needless to say. But I think that um, you know, after a couple years, it became pretty clear that once I had some SEO experience under my belt, I would have had no problem at all finding a job. So while this might sound kind of like outside the realm of what you're interested in doing, I think that if you can put SEO as one of your basic skills on your resume, you're going to position yourself as somebody who understands how to write for the online world. Great. Thanks, all three of you, for coming. I really appreciate it. And um, we can follow the Bruce Clay, Bruce Clay blog, and we'll follow each one of you. I'll put you on their, their Twitter speaker list. So thank you very much. And if our um, students have any questions, we'll see if they can. Um, we can have you back during week 10. We're actually pre-recording this. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com slash free.